In the shadow of the most powerful city in the world, the Capital Golf Gang is on the air with instructor John Ronis from the Ronis Academy at River Creek, executive director of the Middle Atlantic PGA, John Gould, and now your host in Washington, D.C., Steve Zabin. It will be a day remembered in golf for a long, long time. In fact, maybe one of the most important seismic days in professional golf, it needs to be said, because there's really two different things when you say, is this or is this not good for the game of golf? There's the recreational, amateur side, and then there's the side that plays for money. And if you don't know what we're talking about... <laughs> You are under a rock, people. Uh, The PGA Tour and the Live Tour have buried the hatchet, and they're going to become one big blended family, kind of like the Brady Bunch, maybe. We'll see about that. All right. We are here at our home at Golfdom at Tyson's Corner. Come on down. Get yourself fitted. Get some apparel. Father's Day is coming up. There's so many great gifts in here. Buy yourself something for Father's Day, and then just tell your wife, I I've taken care of it. Aren't you glad for me, honey? So uh, that'll be good. The crew is here. John Ronis, the director of golf at River Creek in Leesburg, Virginia. Good afternoon, Mr. Ronis. How are you? Good afternoon. Fantastic. Fantastic. Are you fantastic? I'm fantastic. You You can take it as you want. You look great. He's wearing a vest in the summer. Yep. It's odd, but yeah. that's okay. Been Works in good on you. Though. All morning, I bet. Yeah. Exactly. John Gould, the executive director of the Middle Atlantic PGA. Hello, Mr. Gould. Hello. Good afternoon, everybody. Good. Quite, quite a day yesterday. Quite a day. And Buddy Christensen of Golfdom is with us as well, a businessman who helped build this business here and knows dollars and cents and the power of money. This story, this live story, is a business story. It is a business story. Beyond, yep. way beyond golf, boys. As I've come to sort of get my head around the scope of it. No, I did not see this coming. None of us did. If I had a clown suit, Ronis, I'd be in my clown suit next to your clown suit. Yeah. (laughs) I was saying as little as a week ago, hey, I thought this was war. If it's war, tell them this is war. We're going to war. Next thing you know, the white flag goes up. All wars must end. Yes, indeed. And this one ended suddenly, shockingly. And with very few people in the room, that was one of the other key takeaways is that it was literally about a dozen men, max, maybe a few women in there, that decided the fate of Unlikely. professional golf globally. Unlikely? Unlikely. Women? They, well, based on who they were dealing with, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm guessing. Women You're right. Were with not the Saudis, the unlikely there was Correct. women in the room. So we're talking a cabal of less than a dozen men. Um, you know, uh, almost less than, uh, what's the uh, Jewish word for, uh, uh, is it a mitzvah? No, that admits it was something good. Andy Poland would help me out if yeah. he was here. But <laughs> Sorry, Andy. We don't have A handful of it. men have reshaped the professional golf world. That's breathtaking. Yeah. Stunning. And that's we don't exactly know. exactly the word. We don't know. We don't, that's yep. stunning. And, and there's a lot we don't know. To what oh, you're this, about to is, say. This, this is the first tee shot of an 18-hole round of sorting things out and evolution. And we don't know if it's a par 5 or par 4 as we tee up. We Correct. don't know what golf course we're on. We, we yeah. don't know There's anything. There's no whole map. It's like, where are we right now? So, with that said, let's go ahead and I'll go down the line and I want to get your boilerplate one day later gut reaction to the news and all that we have heard. John Ronis, you are first up on the tee. Shocking. Shocking. I was, uh, I was walking through the golf shop and I, someone said, did you hear that the Live Tour and the 
PGA Tour combined. And I said, no, can't be. Yeah, so I pulled great. it up on Twitter or whatever. And I was looking at, literally, at the letters from the New York Times. Just make to sure it wasn't a spoof. It was a fake. Yeah. Right? Right. I said, it's got to be a fake. First reaction. Like, no way. Yep. Um, you know, in, in looking at it, I talked to some people, you know, after, for the whole day about it. Two people I talked to that I thought had some interesting things. I won't give their names. One of them is an attorney who, who worked in the uh, Trump administration, so he's been at a high level in, in the government. He really thinks that this litigation is getting into the discovery period. Yep. That two things, the uh, uh, antitrust laws or the um, uh, charity aspect of the PGA Tour. Yep. It's not quite, yes, let's just go with that, is the roof was going to be blown off of that, that they're not really doing exactly what they're supposed to do, and it would have caused some major, major issues. And the other thing he said in discovery, that there are text messages out there of collusion with Rory and Tiger with the official world golf rankings. And he said, if as soon as you get into that discovery period with this litigation, you have no way out. And he really thought that the PGA Tour just had to fold it in. The other thing is, um, someone who closer to the player aspect of it, said that there is, one, they had no idea, and two, they have no idea what they're going to do as far as the assimilation of back from the live yep, tour to right. the PGA. They've been given no, nothing, absolutely nothing. and Except so, that there is a way back. We, that's all we know, right? If there, there is, is a way back. If there yeah. is, or is there a waiting period? Is there a way yeah. back, or is there a or waiting a period? Big, so big financial period. What do you mean way back? It's one room. Well, They're already back. Is it one room? And yes. so those are the well, things no, that but, they don't know yeah. about, and these are people that are... The logistics uh, are not communicated. We don't know how they're well, going to get back. But again, I would emphasize: there's no getting back. They've been dumped into one bin now. A new bin. Well, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's exactly accurate. They're not still separating. They're all well, in. Well, certainly they well, may have to pay a fine. Right through 23, we know they they said at least that much. Right. That right. It's gonna it's gonna go. Uh, but you know, there, there's this new whatever they're calling it this new group, and I think that's what's going to replace Live. And there's still going to be a PGA Tour, and there's still going to be a European Tour, and then there's this new thing. And I don't know what that is or what it looks like. And that's what we're trying to you – know, Well, why we is there going to be a PGA Tour and a, and a European Tour? I can, As Zabe said, you're going to have certain people who manage the European and that part of the world. You're going to have certain people who manage the United States, and then the rest of the world is going to be – Probably the people who have managed the live tour, and I think that's a Minus really Greg good Norman. assumption. Minus Greg Norman, which yeah, is a hilarious side note anyways. to all that. Yeah. Well, anyway, all right, buddy, give me. Your, well, John, yeah, cool. Yeah, You're next. so yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we're of course we're all shocked, and 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 of course it's all about money, right? And and anybody who says grow the game and again, I'm just going to lose it because it's not right. nothing about growing the game, and it's all about money, and and there's certainly an angle to it from the tour's perspective that they just realized they couldn't keep up. Right. Right. You know, making $20 million, which has also put pressure on our organization, the PG of America. And by the way, I've already received emails that said, I can't believe you guys did this. You know, I, I'm never, <laughs> yeah. I'm never participating in a PGA program again. I'm like, that's not us. Yeah. You know, that's the PGA tour. <laughs> yeah. It's different from the PGA America. Jay Monahan's not our CEO. Anyway. Uh, you know, so obviously money was a big part of it and they couldn't keep up and, they decided if we can't keep up, we might as well just take their money. Part, partly also, you know, they were, you know, we, we talked about it, I think, a couple months ago. They had a sponsor to replace the AT&T at Byron Nelson, and they turned it down because it was a, bit, it was a uh, 
defense contractor. Raytheon, Raytheon, yeah, Yeah. defense contractor. Raytheon builds things for Saudi. Right, and so they had to turn it down, and they're like, and FedEx. FedEx is owned in part by by the Saudis. So they would have to, if they really wanted to be clean, they had to disassociate themselves from so much that would hurt their business. No one's clean. Right, right. Right. So anyway, so that's the money side, and I think you're you're exactly right on the legal side. I actually was talking to our, we had, our staff was together yesterday, and and, uh, I did the old Brian Windhorst. Why would they do that? (laughs) Two fingers, I love that. Mm. Yeah, why would they do that? Because we thought they were winning, right? We thought the PGA Tour was winning in terms of the the case they they, uh, had in, in, uh, in Europe, on the European Tour, and the fact that really nobody cared about Liv, even if their guys won one of the majors like Brooks did. We thought the tour was winning. So why would they do this? And I think it's the legal. Totally they don't is. want the discovery. They don't want the legal fees that they're going to pay, you know, millions and millions of dollars. They might as well put those in their pockets of their, their tour members. So it's long gov- story there. It's but- a governor who's been a governor for years and years and years and a senator and all the other stuff. And then all of a sudden they run for president. Big mistake. Too many skeletons in the closet. Right. So it just got too big. And they got into the litigation. It's over. You know, they had to get out. And they might have won, but it was going to take a lot of money. They were going to win. And they were going to have and to find out a lot of information. Win. And at the end of the road, what do they win? Yeah, exactly. Invoke your game show announcer voice. Tell them, Bob, what did he win? Nothing. Right. The right to keep doing the same mom and pop business they were doing without all that Saudi money. Right. right. Yeah. Not a win. Right. So right. True. They were playing defense the whole time, buddy. So I, I totally agree. It, we're 24 hours into this right now, and the legal side, the financial side, look like the reasons. That kind of sounds logical as you say it, yet it's so shocking to sit here yep. and say, holy moly, this is where we are right now. The fact that Rory had – these guys had no idea this is happening, just it, that throws all that logic out because we yep. would have seen it yeah. developing and saying, okay, we see this coming. None of that. Yeah. So it is just unbelievable that overnight – I think this is one of the most shocking things in sports. Oh, it left me completely gobsmacked. And it has such huge implications across all sports globally because the Saudi dollars are here. They're coming. There's more coming. It's flowing out of the kingdom now. They're buying up everything in sight. And you really can't stop it. Money is like water. It flows where it goes. And it wants to get out of where it is. It was pooling up inside the kingdom because they weren't allowed to invest outside the kingdom. And the water was rising of their incredible fortune. There's only so many indoor ski hills, mega yachts made out of solid gold, (laughs) airplanes, mansions, and all the sheikhs had already bought all that. The the money kept rising. So once it spilled over the- coming out of the ground, as you said. Coming out of the ground. Yeah, exactly. There's a mountain behind them, and there's more underneath them. And you heard Rory's interview. Yeah, yeah. Where which we'll, said, yeah. Okay. we'll get to Rory in a second. Okay. But so the money is is building up, and now it's spilled over the banks. And you can say, well, we're going to hold off the flood like Jay Monahan tried to. It'll wash over you. It's washed over Premier League soccer, Formula One teams, and it's going to keep coming. It's a reality of the world we live in, and you're just going to have to accept it. And that's a tough thing for a lot of people. Rory, so do you think he was duped? Or do you think he was – what's the other option? With why Was he lied to or was he just naively idealistic? Because he stood up there and yep. fought the fight and said all to the right things. To his own personal detriment in terms of play because it was taking way too much of his time yeah. for certain. 
Was, was our boy, the fair-haired Irish lad, Ronas, who you and I still love, was he duped or was he lied to? I think he was used. Used by Monaghan. I think that Rory, even in the interview, Rory's a good person. Yeah. Rory's really out for the right things. He's still, he has plenty of money. He's still out for the not, the not growing the game. He's out it. for the tour. He's the out tour. for the younger players. He's out for making this game still something that when his legacy is, is gone, he was part of a great game. And that's very important for him. But he was used. Because no one came in there and said, you know, Rory, we might be, we might be doing this. You might want to back off a little bit. So they used Rory as the mouthpiece. And as, as strong of a mouthpiece that he was, um, they just went along with it, as he was saying it, when they knew. They knew. They, they were being Monahan and the tour guys. Yeah, and listen. listen the the I, very few tour guys. I, I'm right out there. Jay Monahan, I know him. He's I know. a very good human being. For him to sit there, there's no way that he put the middle finger up to the 9-11 families and said, you know what, we'll just get around this. Something, something major had to happen for him to make this decision and protect the PGA Tour. And I'm sure he was at 6 o'clock mass talking to someone about it because that's the kind of person he is. So he's, he's torn. That's There's a char- no question about that's it. That's a charitable view of your friend. It is very charitable. But that's the person. Are, but that's what the- I would say. I don't think Rory was used. This thing came on so fast, well, so hard, but I mean, out over of time. nowhere. But over time. But but this this stance that they've had, they've had for a long time. I think they honestly believed it. I think I said a couple weeks ago, it feels like they're kind of coexisting in a weird way lately. I, maybe it's been softer recently as far as the stance. But I don't think that... Monahan had this plan of like, let's just try to ride this thing out. It just came on so fast. I want to use the words. I think he got kept in the dark. So I, I don't think he was used. I think they all like to your point. They they all kind of thought this was gonna. We're gonna fight the fight. We're gonna fight the war. And and you know even Tiger's quotes from a year ago. Eventually it'll come together. Well, we get Norman out of the way. We get the lawsuits out of the way. We can talk. That's right. what Tiger's quote was. So I, I think. You know, they said it took about seven weeks, you know, to, for this process to happen. I think Rory, because Rory said something, the fact, I knew they were talking. How many weeks so, ago was Hilton Head? It was seven weeks ago. No kidding. I think they yeah. said it started Conspiracy right. theorist. But uh, I, not, I no, no, that's, a, that's not a conspiracy. That's a timeline assessor. I think yeah. they said it started right after that, though. I don't think that played into it. Maybe I think he had an Rory inkling. got tipped off, like yeah. this thing's collapsing. You're gonna, all your efforts will have been for naught. And he was so pissed. He's like, I'm no. out of here. For I think while. he was pissed about how he played at the Masters. But I think you're more right. Same. Yeah. Cool. I, I, guys get mad about how they play all the time. This was deeper, I think. Just my theory, but we'll see about that. Yep. As far as the players go, and there was a lot of belly aching, we weren't told, and this is supposedly a, a tour, a player-run entity, right? I'm reminded of the line, I think it was from D-Day in Animal House. You effed up. You trusted us. Remember that line? Yeah. <laughs> I said point blank. Yeah. You effed up. You trusted, trusted us. us. Yeah. Right. The players are dummies. They shouldn't have trusted your boy Monahan for a second. They should have been demanding of answers. They should have been well, bugging his why, phone why, if needed. But why needed. should they be upset about it? Well, I'm saying. It's about the process. About them not knowing. They First of all, they're going to be told have... any of this stuff. He's the commissioner of the PGA Tour. And I'm not defending him on this. There's someone who has to be the leader. He's made their lives better in every step that he's taken, including this one. Correct. They can That's be upset about it. They can be upset about it. I'm saying I'm unsympathetic to their whines about it. 
Does so my, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of on your does side. Does my CEO ask me before he makes a decision? No. 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 Hopefully he's making it on the good of me sure. and the employees. Sure. He doesn't ask me. No. Ever. The, he doesn't know who I am. No. And many of the tour players for a number of years gave very scant attention to the player advisory committee and weren't involved yeah. in issues. They're like, when's the next date and how much are we plan right. for? Azinger said it was a colossal waste of his time <laughs> to be on the player <laughs> right. advisory committee. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah. even no matter all the collaboration, no matter how the players would have been involved and everything. Mm-hmm. This end result was inevitable. I'm surprised that Rory, with a lot of guys around him, agents and power brokers and CEOs, didn't lay out the world the way it exists and say this is a this is a tsunami of money. It's coming. It will win in the end because the force of it is too great. And this is a matter of negotiating a good outcome. You mean before this happened? Yeah, before it happened. Because he said it yesterday. From the start. Well, he said it yesterday. Yeah. You know, the only guy who called this, and by the way. Or today, he said it. Yeah, he today. said it today. today. Yeah, right. Not, yeah, right. It's, today is Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Um, the only guy who called this, and that does not include our live hecklers like Jason Ferry in Tampa and some other guys who are clapping me, oh, how about, you know, how about this merger, Zabe? Because I've been fairly pro PGA Tour. But – Nobody else predicted. I say to those emailers, I go, did you predict this? Oh, I don't think so either. There's only one guy who did. It was Trump. For whatever you think of him, it was Trump. Trump understands the insane power of mountains of money and how it flows and how it affects things in the world. And he said 322 days ago, all these PGA Tour players who are staying loyal to the tour are fools because eventually the two tours are going to merge. And people laughed at him. Well, mm-hmm. he was right, and here we are. It's so still shocking that still shocking fast. So yeah, there can right. be even even the timeline was shocking. Right, right. I think there can be a good outcome. I'm not mad about this. I'm a little bit wary because this uh, 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 what's his name uh, Al Surian Al Al. No way, I'm going to pronounce Al- it right. <laughs> okay, yeah. the uh, the head of the PIF, who's yeah. now the, the 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 operating chief operating officer, I guess, of this new entity. He offered a $54 million prize when Liv started to any player who shot 54. Right. Empty promise. I, yep. And he, but he did it seriously. Yeah. It's like, right. bro, if you can drive it on the moon, it's $100 million. Yeah. So I have, I have my reservations about the instincts for the game this Al Rumayan guy has. That said, I look at it this way. It's like when Tony Soprano was with Johnny Sack in the hospital in The Sopranos. And they agree there's enough garbage for everybody. And they agreed, thus keep our own garbage routes. We're going to split this up. PGA Tour gets North America, U.S., Canada, Mexico. Boom. European Tour, which was brought along just because they look sad on the side of the road. They're not really essential, right? <laughs> they said, okay, bring Thorbjorn Olison and your Swiss courses with the, with the billboards in the middle of the fairways. Come on board. You can have Europe and you can do your deal. And then the live people are going to run the rest of the world because they realized, look, our tournaments in Tulsa and Tucson, they weren't doing anything. Nobody was watching. Nobody was coming. But in Australia, huge hit. Indonesia, Thailand, huge hit. The world is still hungry for golf. And the live guys can handle all that international stuff beyond Europe and beyond North America. So there's your garbage routes. So yeah. you bundle them all up together. You find a coherent way to allow guys to pop between the three as they see fit with certain guidelines and parameters. The majors now, Ronas, are taken out of this, 
So now they can just say, hey, we'll design a point system based on all these tours that allows us to figure out who should be on our majors. It's a, it's an operable system, I think. You don't sound thrilled. You don't well, look thrilled at my idea. The problem is that it's years away because, first of all, you have to identify, again, a one tour. I don't think you can have three different tours operating. You can't have, you can't have Liv. Even Rory said, I hate Liv. I still hate Liv. Liv's got to go. Liv's got too much baggage on it. Liv has got to go. PGA could stick around. DP could stick around. Look, DP is just sponsored by who knows who changed. they're going to be next year. Yeah, yeah. So that can stick around. But the fact is there's too much bad will with Liv. So that's got to go bye-bye. And then how do you come up with the tour members? Is it going to be 156? Is it going to be – there's going to be a, 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 another uh, Corn fairy like tour for the secondary guys? How are we going to do that? How world rankings going to take well, place yeah, based so that, on the tournament? Those are all good like, questions. I yeah. think the answer is the tour is still the tour. Right. They're the primary. The European tour is secondary. And whatever's left to live, that is sort of now a certified silly season Tour. That's what I'm thinking it's going to be. It's going to be time of year, right? We, we shut down after the tour playoffs. I mean, there's events, but, you know, the, the FedEx playoffs before football on the United States. And then you get, you've got all that time of year. That's where I think the whatever this replaces the live tour, I think that's when it's going to happen. They're like one-off cash grabs for the star yeah. players. Right. In soft spots during the tour schedule. And that they say, okay, you can go opposite the John Deere. It's not going to kill see, us. I don't think they're going to do that at all. No, he thinks more like the Skins game was on Thanksgiving weekend yeah. every year. Well, I think it's going to be in the fall. Like that. Okay, it could be in the fall. I don't think they want to keep the rest of the world dark for that long of the season. I think they want to allow the stars to be elsewhere in the globe, Japan, China, Indonesia, at points during the tour season. They just don't want it to hurt the PGA Tour. But they'll be on the PGA Tour. Because, again, it's one tour. It's just a matter right. of where they play. Right. What's the governing body of when they play? If they play in Saudi Arabia, the, Arabia, the governing body is a PIF or whatever. If they play in, in Tucson, the governing body is a PGA Tour. If they play in Scotland, the governing body is DP. I think you're going to have three different governing bodies based on the geographics of where they play. And then it's, but it's a matter of who's going to be eligible to play. How, how is that pool assembled, and how do you get status into this? Yeah, so that's all the fine detail that, that yeah, hasn't been worked out that's, that's going to get worked out. pretty big. Well, yeah. don't worry. they got seven months to figure it now, out. And they yeah, only have 48 people. Presidents. It's starting next year. Right. The 48 people is not that hard to just put into the PGA Tour for one year. Right, and then those people get washed out. It won't be forty-eight, by the way. Siwoo Kim, or not Siwoo, but Siwon uh, Kim, the guy who keeps finishing last on the uh, Live Tour, I believe. Yeah, they won't bring him over. Well, he stinks. Well, Chase Kepka. Some of these guys <laughs> he never, ain't coming over. Right. Well, some of these guys didn't never have status before. Some of the, yeah, they never played yeah, like the amateurs. Yes, yeah, correct. So P. they're they're going. James P. I. So yeah. let's say it's thirty-five people. They're just assimilated into instead of 156 or 150, it's going to be 175 or 190 or whatever for that one year, and then you just those get wiped out. But so you're you're saying you know we got the PGA Tour, we got the European, and we got the Silly Season Tour. Silly Season Tour just came in here and swooped up the other two, and now they're 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 going to be in charge. They're going to have a lot of say in how this whole thing. Fields out. So right. I'm not so sure that the PGA Tour is just going to get everything in the U.S. Will any of the gimmicks of the live survive? 
Shotgun, 54 holes. I think if, Buddy, if Buddy's golf. correct, Team all golf of it will, speakers. and all of a sudden everything will become that. If Buddy's correct, and that's oh my God. Well, that's a nightmare. Fear, then they own the most stock, and they're taking over. Golf is gone. Golf becomes that's hats backwards, <laughs> loud music, tank tops, and that's what golf becomes because well, that's what the live is. The live is a joke. Let's get it straight. The live is a it is a joke. joke. So, so we call it silly Jason. season European PGA Tour. Yep. So now those silly season tournaments, they they obviously have some belief that this this works or this is an angle on supposedly this whole the thing. team angle is what he thinks works. Right. They they're gonna, they want to hold on to the teams. They think there's possible so, equity in the teams for people to buy them. I don't see it. Joe Dahman's. Dude, I know his tweet was the best. What is that? I grew up an my whole fan. life being an Aces fan. I look <laughs> someday that I'll be able to play for them. Right. I mean, it's just fantastic because no. it is literally a joke. Right. I don't. I, I'm hopeful, Ronas, that most of that gimmick stuff dies. Right. 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 No. I. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm, but you're right. Like it's imagine we can't assume it. Imagine we can't. them trying to install speakers at Muirfield with Nicholas going. <laughs> you son of a bitch! You better get them speakers yeah. off my course. What are you doing? Yeah. And I'm fine. I'm actually I'm fine with the merger and everything else. And I, I I hope that they'll figure it out. And it's a one third, one third, one third, whatever it may be. But let's not let's not think that we're going to take the game of golf, which historically has a certain culture to it, and just completely blow it up. Because that's what the Live Tour did. Let's gradually add some things that we think work and things like that. But God's sakes, let's not just ruin everything in this world. <laughs> no shorts. No music. No shotguns. No fifty four. You can keep the teams. I don't care God, about them. no. You can but just for them. the it's just gonna be for the silly Bro, season. Bro, I got events. a lot of range goats gear. Yeah, exactly. It's on order. It's yeah. still being delivered. No you know? Special right. order to be continued for sure. Coming up, golf's longest day Monday qualifying for the United States Open, and we know somebody who had quite the finish to qualify. We'll talk about that next. It is the Capital Golf Gang, plausibly live from Golfdom in Tyson's Corner. You are listening to the Capital Golf Gang. Four guys who have to come up with creative excuses to their wives for those grass stains on their pants. Today's edition of the Capital Golf Gang is being brought to you exclusively by Golfdom. All the new clubs for 2023 are available at Golfdom now. Callaway's Paradigm line, TaylorMade Stealth 2, the Ping G430, the Titleist TSR Woods, and more. Golfdom is stocking up on some great spring fashions. Come check out the latest from Peter Millar, Holderness and Bourne, RLX, and more, and get custom fit for a new driver or a set of irons in one of their four dedicated bays at Golfdom in Tyson's Corner. Golfdom, live the game in Tyson's, Annapolis now, and soon in Rockville. Now back to the show. You are listening to The Capital Golf Gang. Four guys who all carry a perfect club, an alien wedge, a double-sided chipper, and a 20-foot ball retriever. We are back. We just talked about the Live Tour PGA Tour merger. If you missed it, go to uh, my podcast platform, Red Circle. Look for Capital Golf Gang. You can listen to it there. But there's a lot more to talk about this week. John Ronas uh, from River Creek in Leesburg joining us as always. Uh, John Gould, the executive director of the Middle Atlantic PGA, and Buddy Christensen is here as well. The longest day in golf. Monday, final qualifying for the United States Open. This is such a great day. It is such a grind. It is literally PGA Tour players, major winners, 
walking the fairways with spectators, no ropes, just walking alongside at a discreet and proper distance, watching young men and older men fight for the chance to play for the United States Open. That's awesome. And they were great stories that shook free, but Mr. Ronis, one story of particular note for us shook free from a local kid whose star continues to rise, Michael Brennan, yeah. who is now a senior at Wake Forest. He will be a senior at Wake Forest, yeah. yeah. Talk yeah. to me about his day. Well, he qualified for the U.S. Open. <laughs> that's I mean, right. that's all you have to say, right? At, at Woodmont. Um, Woodmont Country Club in Rockville. In Rockville, the where I spent John 19 years, where I caddied for him for two years ago. He missed that's by right. one stroke. That was the one you nearly died. <clears throat> yeah, Almost yeah. died, yes. yep. Um, and he missed by one stroke that year. And I wrote him on Sunday night, and I said, look, it's your time. It's you be you, and your game is better than the rest. You be you, and you're going to go to the U.S. Open. That's all I wrote. How many guys were going for how many spots? 60 for 60 four. 60 for four, yeah. Okay. So um, they, it came down to a three for two, a four for two playoff. They tee off on the eighth hole at Woodmont. Eighth hole is just an uphill par four. And Joe Sheffries and Steve Block, two of my students and, and members at Woodmont, were nice enough to bring – I uh, set up for Mikey to go out there on uh, Friday and play a practice round. Well, Joe was there following him at the end, and he was shooting me back video. And uh, he wrote, piped it down the middle on eight, three good ones, one not so good one. Uh, he, and then he wrote, bad wedge, real tough lie in the face of a bunker. Well, I didn't know really what that meant because I'm thinking. Yep. And then I realized that Woodmont did the same thing that we discussed the other day with these rollover bunkers. Right, where the so, grass, the thick rough rolled over folded underneath the edges of the bunkers yeah so he's literally in the bank of that bunker and if you watch golf you've seen the shot somewhere um so joe sent me back the videos and he hit one of the most impressive shots i've ever seen in golf to tell you the truth right um just the ability the flexibility to take that stand there like (laughs) i would have crumbled right there he had one leg out of the one leg out yeah straight the other straight down so it's an l of his legs and the ball's the ball's almost unhittable. It's straight up and down. So he has to hit it hard. It probably went a good solid 120 feet in the air, 100 feet in the air, and only traveled... 20 mm, feet, maybe. Yeah. 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 And uh, hit it with 50-degree wedge. Talked to him about the other day. And uh, it went about six feet. And then he had the ability to step up and drain that so right on tv so so there it is uh for those listening or watching on cable tv right now yep that's joe's video so so yeah here 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 it was oh let's see here Uh, yeah this is this is quite extraordinary Now he, that he was, was on. He was even impressed. Okay, yeah. was that yeah? Was that on the playoff hole? Yeah, that was on the playoff hole. And so and then makes up, the putt. Someone yep. made a birdie, someone made a double, someone made a bogey, and Mike had a six footer to get into the U.S. Open. But he had and to so shoot. What he had to shoot in the second round? He, he shot sixty five in the second round. Right. That was the lowest of the day. Yep. And sixty five at Woodmont on Monday was incredible. Incredible. So look, there's here a the lot of great. Here the scores right here if you want to take a look at them. Did he birdie 18 as well, John? He birdied 17 and 18. 17 and 18. Yeah, in just to get round. to the playoff. And then mm-hmm. the other guys, one of two of them. One had of them to... crumbled and the yeah, other two the guy stayed was, right there. The guy there. was yeah. leading in. Went yeah. bogey, double bogey or something. Or bo- I think yeah. he went triple bogey, bogey, something yeah. like that. Anyways, look, there's a lot of great stories. It's 36 holes in one day. It's brutal. But Michael Brennan is... Um, He's tour quality, and he just proved what he's capable of, and it's good to root a local 
kid on. Um, it's a funny story is I'm doing an NIL thing with him tonight of a company that sponsors him out in my range, and I'm going to MC it. And uh, they had like 30 people signed up for it, of clients and stuff like that. And then, 70 now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> so it quickly awesome. changed. And, you know, Michael, another great story is Michael, when I wrote my book, I used his parents as a reference because, you know, they, they raised a, obviously a good, a great child and uh, a good golfer. And one of Terry Riley, one Christmas, Mike asked if he could get a, something from Ricky because Michael went for, ha- for Halloween as Ricky Fowler. So there's a picture of Michael in Ricky Fowler's orange outfit. Yeah. And he, he sent it to Ricky, and Ricky signed it. Keep working hard. I'll see you in the 2025 U.S. Open. Ooh. So he was two years too late. <laughs> yeah. wow. That's right. There's Michael, and I, I think Ricky might be there. He, yeah, he qualified. He qualified. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. So that would be a great thing for, for – I'm sure Terry will put them together. But – it's very cool. Yeah, it's very. What I'm, a great I'm story. Trying, I'm, I might fly out to LA. I don't know if I'm going to be able to, but um, you know, congratulations to every single person who went through that process and qualified. Yeah, it's quite a quite a big deal. Yeah, what was really cool this year too was, uh, at least I felt, just more and more coverage of this. It used to be, you, you know, we would know because we we knew people in it or we were in there. the industry. You were at Woodmont, yeah. But I, I I've worked that event several times. Didn't work it this year because we had another another event. Um, but, you know, the Golf Channel was covering the hit somebody at each place. You know, the guy we all love, Ryan French of uh, um, Monday Qualifier, was was covering it uh, on news. great posts on there. Yeah, some yeah. great posts on there because he understands the grind, right? Yeah. That's who he's representing, these guys, the Monday Qualifiers. Yeah, there's good stories about the tour guys who made it or even the live guys who made it. But it's the it's the college guys. It's the guys who are down on their locker and they're – the mini tour of mini, you know, the miniest of mini tours that, you know, somehow put it together on this longest day of golf. And so I, I just love the coverage. We had an there, event there and a, I got home and I was reading everything, you know, yeah. finding out where, where everybody was. There's a great interview of a guy whose best friend died. Yeah. You see yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. You want Suicide. to tell that story? Yeah. Well, yeah. JJ, uh, Greg. Was yeah. JJ. Greg. Um, Greg. Yeah. Greg. Yeah. His, his college roommate, teammate committed suicide. And his uh, college roommate's parents yep. are now sponsoring him, supporting on tour. his he, effort on tour. Yeah, and he qualified via playoff or or made a, a you know six seven eight footer to yeah. qualify right at the end. And you got a ton of those types of stories. Yeah. It's just it's and awesome. I mean, that guy was you know in just he, almost unconsolable. I yeah. mean, those are the stories. You know, yep. your best friend's parents. Yeah, who's yep. no longer there yep. is sponsoring you. I mean, yep. it's just incredible. Stuart Sink got yep. in. Right. Great. 50 years old, I believe it is. Rattled off five birdies and six holes to make a run to become one of the 11 on a major qualifier in Columbus. That was, of course, off Memorial. Yep. Yep. Had a lot of tour pros in that one. So there was that. Also, you mentioned Victor Hovland. He caddied. Right. For his 36. That's crazy. Yeah. The day after he won right. How cool yeah. is that, though? It is incredibly cool, but it's, yeah. believe me, and, and it's then hard. A, it's, it's funny to see, too, you know, if you look at all the qualifiers that were run on, on Monday, um, you know, Woodmont, you know, was it four under was the lead and two under played off or something yeah, like three. that? Three. Three under played off. Yeah. And then you've got other places that I think are, you know, set up the same way, but, you know, 10 under didn't make it. Or ten, 10 under was in a playoff, nine under yeah. missed it. Yeah. You know, obviously different setup and all that stuff. But, you know, the USGA has a has a method and a kind of course that they set up. So they're not going to really easy golf courses. Yeah. And, it, and it's just incredible to see, man, I shot nine under in a, in a 36-hole qualifier. Didn't make it. Yeah. Do, you know, <laughs> do you know who the medalist was in Columbus? 
think it was Olin Brown's oh, yeah. son. Olin, Olin, Olin Brown Jr., the yeah. son of PGA Tour yep. winner Olin Brown himself. Yep. It was Olin Brown in 2005 who shot 73 over the first 18 holes, thought about withdrawing. I think this was Might have been Woodmont. This was Woodmont because he yeah, went to the absolutely. south course, I think. I think he yeah. played north and south. And went to the south course and shot a smooth 59. Yeah. Yep, and that's 50. not the course record. Shigeki yeah, did it has in the same deal, right? But that's when they used. So they used to do when they had the larger tour field. They used yeah. to play eighteen on the south and eighteen on the north. Now it's just on the north. And believe me, yep. the north course is it's much a harder beast. Yep, and a number of guys who are you know well known pros and some guys on the live tour didn't even make it through qualifying. And that's yep. kind of a beautiful thing about the U.S. Open is it's open. Pin. Well, and then they have the playoffs at the end, right? And there was yep. one that I was watching, eight holes of, yeah. of a playoff after 36 holes. of. Yep. of uh, yeah, they had one in Florida where it was three or four guys, including Ortiz, that was in it. That went on for a while. There were many times when I'd show up on Tuesday morning for my 8 o'clock lesson, and they would be starting the playoff yep. because they had an 11 they run out of for 2 or <laughs> an 11 for 5 or whatever, and they'd run out of daylight. And right. did you see Lucas Glover? And. Yes, yeah. Lucas Glover. Missed, missed a two-footer. Missed a two-footer. He oh. shot like 62 or 63 in the first round. Then he gets yeah. in a playoff and he misses a two-footer. He, he oh. has a case of the yips. Goodness gracious. I feel for him. I yeah. know it all too well. But, yes, that's a real thing. Uh, it's, it's very cool. Uh, hopefully the coverage of this and the way that this great day is put out there continues to expand. You mentioned the guy that uh, – did the Monday qualifying Twitter feed. I saw where he said how long a process it was for him to try to, you know, get this thing to a point where he could actually make a little bit of money, maybe scrape out a living doing it. Said his wife supported him for two years while he tried to figure out what can I do. But this is the granular level of the game. Right. Trying to get into these tournaments. Not just major qualifying, but local qualifying, Monday qualifying. It's the gritty basement fight club of golf. We have a course that we've never seen. And like, People, oh, not yeah. many For people LACC, have seen right. it. Yeah. yeah, which is but, really neat. But Owen Brown Jr., if you look up he Monday qualifiers this year, the guy's averaged like 66 and has not made it into an event. <laughs> it's yeah. unbelievable. And, you know what, Crazy. to tie it back to our, our first segment, you know, I just hope, and we're really talking about Monday qualifying, not the U.S. Open qualifying, but I just hope that doesn't go away. You know, with all this organization well, and the and the elevated events, the and USGA the, and your organization don't have to report to Al yeah. Rumiya. No, no, I'm not talking about oh, majors. Okay. I'm just talking about the act of Monday qualifying for a tour event. Oh, if, okay. if it goes to yeah, right. you know these uh, elevated events or somehow it gets closer to the live tour, whatever happens, they got to keep the chance on that Monday for people to qualify. You don't want it to be a closed shot. I don't we want don't it to be need a closed elevated shot. events anymore because there's yeah. going to be an influx of just general money. Yeah, that's probably I mean, true. They're all going to be elevated. And there's still, still going to be there should be depressed the- events. You know, instead of <laughs> elevating, let's just dig yeah, a hole and just you know, press hey, some of them. It just needs to be an opportunity for Joe Pro or Joe Amateur to be able to say, I want to give it a try, and they go out and play on Monday, and if they're one of the top four, they make it. Yeah. That's I'm all. totally with And then some of them turned it into Eric Cole, I think, has yeah. turned it into, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. Memorial right, right, and, right. and, yeah. You mentioned your student, Joe Jeffries, that poor guy, that poor son of a gun. I had to watch my 98 <laughs> At uh, Maryland University of Maryland on the silly Maryland amateur qualifier. Oof, what a he's disaster still in that therapy. Was. Yeah, over that. I know. <laughs> but, he's, but he's a good player, despite that. Well, the amazing thing H- him about and this... the other kid hit the ball so far. 
I was and Joe's not the not a big dude, but I he knew hit too I, far. I just I just hadn't watched him. I was like, yeah. how are you doing this? Joe's still a great player. You know, this is the amazing thing about the game of golf and being in the business. I started teaching Joe when he was eleven. He's now married with kids. Uh, he's probably thirty. What does he Shoot, do? He's thirty. He owns his own business. Okay. Uh, he's like 36 years old or something. Does now. he compete high level amateur? Absolutely. Stuff? Yeah, still does. It. That's great. Comes over to see me every once in a while. But these are the relationships that you get to keep for so many years that, that he's out sending videos of me to now another generation of friends that I have. And it's just, it's such a great game. And that's why I don't I hope they just don't get up yep. uh, with this, with this thing. You really have a rich life. Mr. Rome. I have a great life. Yeah. So yeah. why are you so angry all the time? I'm not angry, Jason. <laughs> yeah, Jason. <laughs> Jason, I'm not angry. <laughs> you're like, I'm, what's I'm his very name? blessed. You're in it, so you're about, it's I'm a wonderful blessed. life with you. But you I want to keep it this way. Right? Exactly. I'm selfish. Don't screw That's with what me. I am. Yeah, I don't mess with my life. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Jason, be- do not mess with my life. I think it's because you deal with all the downsides of the industry uh, and yeah. running a facility. Take the good and the bad. Running the facility and all the knuckleheadery. They beat you down, Zabe. But that's <laughs> all right. But the relationships make it all. That's they do. exactly it's They a, really do. It's the only thing. Yes, all right. I better stop talking. Right. Coming up, <laughs> final segment, some odds and ends, including Rose Zhang Kaboom. Right superstar. out of the gate. Su- a superstar is born. The Stanford star bursts out on the LPGA. We'll talk about that and more. It is the Capital Golf Gang presented by Golfdom, plausibly live from Central Hitting Bay. Come on down, get fit for clubs, buy some accessories, and get ready for Father's Day. You are listening to the Capital Golf Gang, four guys who once dreamed of becoming caddies on the PGA Tour until they found out you have to take the blame for everything. Today's edition of the Capital Golf Gang is being brought to you exclusively by Golfdom. All the new clubs for 2023 are available at Golfdom now. Callaway's Paradigm line, TaylorMade Stealth 2, the Ping G430, the Titleist TSR Woods, and more. Golfdom is stocking up on some great spring fashions. Come check out the latest from Peter Millar, Holderness and Bourne, RLX, and more, and get custom fit for a new driver or a set of irons in one of their four dedicated bays at Golfdom in Tyson's Corner. Golfdom, live the game in Tyson's, Annapolis now, and soon in Rockville. Now back to the show. It's got me in trouble. You are listening to The Capital Golf Gang. Four guys who only care about one trajectory on their irons, Airborne. And I only care about one thing, panicked buying of accessories before I leave for Scotland next week with the fellas. I am already pestering Buddy here, like, do you have any long pants that are sort of rain pants, but they're kind of stretchy because I don't want to wear a tight belt? He he found, uh, out of all the things we have, he found three things we didn't have, so... Yeah, Thank you. There you go. You're, you're, you're helping yeah. me out. I, you know, we should invent that. What I'm thinking of, boys, because you've all been over there where it uh, does get rain and it's a little chillier than it is here. Not quite rain pants, but not quite pants pants. Rain of, shorts? No. No, no. He's looking, he's looking um, like the worst. You got the winter pants, so right? Foot, the ones foot that are joy, thicker. Footjoy has but, a line for rain. Uh, uh, imagine thinking, a, a water repellent, not proof, but water repellent, stretchy, Sort of half weight 
pant. Okay, so I have them. I did not buy them from Golfdom. What are they called? But they sell them at uh, Costco. It's what? a rain repellent work pant that is lightweight. Uh, get out! I don't know if they're there now. They're there. To, they're there in the winter. They're incredible. Uh, well, actually, they won't but be here in the summer. I assume, that's for sure. unlike the quality of clothing that we have here at Golfdom. They probably get two rain events, yeah, and, then and then it's probably done. gone. <laughs> yeah, but, but they uh, work the Kirkland first Brand, couple times. He needs them for, for just a couple. I know. He just needs for one week. You can check into that because it's a water repellent, Interesting. and it might even be lined. It's pretty cool, actually. When the water hits it first time, you're like, wow, it's pretty cool. And then, again, it's not like I'm going swimming in them, but, you know. They, look, you wear a pair of pants, and you wear rain pants on yeah, top of them. Yeah. Some foot joy. Beautiful foot joy or whatever brands that too Buddy many, recommends. Too many pants. It's not. No, no, it's not. So you, know, so you wear shorts and then you wear those. You over. won't. That's you, you, you'll have to wear more than shorts. I'm sorry. Well, I know. That's why. Yeah, so you Although wear pants they're, they're currently, over. they got a heat wave going on over there now. I don't know if it's going to last another two weeks, but we'll see. I've already told the fellows on the trip. I'm like, don't look at the weather forecast. Like the forecast, it's a joke. They, they don't know. Yeah. Right. It, it's it's just water, rain, things pop up. Like when we watched the forecast over there, it made no sense. It was just three minutes of gibberish. <laughs> also, <laughs> also in Celsius, you had no idea what it meant. No, seriously, right. here's what it sounded like. And a chance of some sharp showers near Cardiff, but otherwise partially clearing and maybe a touch of uh, some moisture later on in the day. And then we'll have a cold front which could linger perhaps over the rest of the afternoon, but otherwise a mostly pleasant day except for a chance of some storms early. <laughs> what? <laughs> so fantastic. what does this mean for me? It's fantastic. That was good. I like right. it. And then you'd look at the radar trying to discern a pattern of where does the rain come oh, from? It just pops. No. It, no, just, it just, pops just pops up. up. <laughs> they should, the forecast There's too much be, water if around you're there. teeing off at 8, you should expect this. If you're teeing off at noon, you probably expect this. That's what the forecast should be in Scotland because that's all anyone cares about. Expect everything. Yeah, right. that's, that's, the problem that's is you, you, you could tee off in the worst weather ever, and three holes later, it's bright and sunny, yeah. and, and five holes later, it's back to the worst weather ever. Plus, the big conundrum is I want to travel with my hybrid cart slash trolley bag stand bag which has the 14 dividers it's a little bit larger mouth it's easily carryable but it's 6.1 pounds versus the lightweight players bag which is only 3.7 pounds mm -hmm. i'm going to mm -hmm. keep it very light you know six golf balls a rain suit couple tees sandwich because you're walking right or pushing a cart it should be a light bag to pick up Buddy looked at the bag and said, oh, these caddies over there, they're not going to like this. No. This one's going to be too big. They're going to see it. They're going to start yanking clubs out, putting yeah, it in their own bag. Before they even lift it up, they will but take all the them. clubs out of it because it looks heavy. I, I know, but I'd say, well, pick it up. Yeah. Well, you better say it. And I'm not letting any caddies take a trolley. No chance. No chance. If they're going to take a trolley as a caddy, I'll take the trolley. Right. You're fired. <laughs> anyway, okay, we're here at Golfdom. Come on down, get fitted for whatever it is you need. Enough about me. Jesus, it's, <laughs> I, I, why? I, I have to know. Why can't they take a trolley? It's bad karma. Oh, okay. If they're catting, they need All to right. carry. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah, yeah. and, and he's I've saying, had this twice, Ronis. I've had this twice where I've had another man push a stroller next to me for 18 holes. It felt weird. Okay. And I don't need that. I don't want that. Either you are my personal Sherpa for the day for 100 quid, not a cheap price, or I'll get somebody who's sturdier, who can That's lift it. my bag and carry it. 
That's the answer I needed. Caddying. Perfect. Okay. Now I can repeat that because someone's going to ask me. Someone's going to say, "Why does it matter to you?" Yeah. Well, yeah. Why does it matter to Zabe that the guy is carrying his bag? And now, you know it's what? A weird... Zabe told you on the show I know. why Here it matters. You had to ask. Yeah. No, that's the reason why. It's. I like. It's it. a weird. I'm fine with thing, it. But I'm, I'm not going. It's gonna... not even weird. It's fine. As you would Perfect. say. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. <laughs> Good. <laughs> You're not going to push that card, are you? Uh, yes, I am. Uh, that's unacceptable. Yeah, that's I right. also cautioned our guys. I go, look, you don't expect Michael Greller or Stevie Williams every time yeah. over there. You may get one or two, but it's a real mix of caddies. Mm-hmm. Some places like Turnberry, they're kind of professional resort caddies. At Prestwick, they're pretty much for probates and drunks who are borderline criminals, but yeah. they're the most fun to be with. And at places like Muirfield, I got a 55-year-old retired BP executive who's an engineer who wow. was a member there. Wow. Because that's what they do. Sometimes the, the members, members do it. Yeah. And sometimes they're, loops. They're, they're shoe salesmen in, wow. in the local town, and they're a member there. And then they, they help and the, supplement by right. ca- and, carrying your bag, not the, pushing your bag. Right. And the, yeah. and the point of the, uh, the caddy is to have that bond. Yeah. To hear yeah. stories so and cool. understand more about And for him to understand yeah. your game. Hey, you hit seven iron last time. This time you got to nah, hit you, know, you, yeah. you don't even get to that point. You're more talking about that guy's life and where he grew yeah. up on the sheep farm and everything else. Zabe's yeah. going to be like the NHL referee at the faceoff. Yeah. <laughs> You're a trolley. You're out. <laughs> Next guy in. Next guy in. Trolley, out. If I get a if I get a caddy pushing a trolley, I'm gonna be like in the seventh hole. Is that pushing wearing you out? Are <laughs> you okay? Wheels. You okay, Bubby? Do you need a drink or something? That's <laughs> great. Right. Rose Zhang, absolute superstar, already bursting out, wins her first LPGA start as a pro, just weeks after winning the NCAA's at Stanford. This gal, John Gould, is something, isn't she? She is, and I think it was back-to-back NCAA championships, That's right. if I'm not mistaken. Won the Augusta National Women's uh, Amateur PGA Junior Championship. I mean, basically everything there was, we th- we said drive, chip, and putt. Right? Yo, was she, she a she chip and putter that? as well? I think so. Uh, okay. Ronus, uh, let me know that one. I didn't, well, because yeah. I didn't miss a shot of right. both the NCAA championships no, and the U.S. Open. No, you are a certified I'm expert so on, it. On, on Rose. But, yeah, yeah I, I mean – I, I, some stat, and obviously the LPGA doesn't have near the depth, or, or certainly going back doesn't have the depth of the PGA Tour, but something like it's been since 1950, since a female uh, professional won in her debut. Betsy Hansen, I believe, was her name. There was a photo of her. and it, It's it, black and white, I guarantee. Uh, it might have been really? crudely colored, but it, it, she, her caddy. Long time. Let's her, just say that. Her caddy looked like he had been picked out of the boys' club. You know, like, yeah. hey, come on out here. You need to do yeah. something today. Get some anyway, sun on you. Conversation about Rose, right? I mean, so just w- unbelievable player to, you know, get on. And that's, it wasn't a major, but it was a big event. It's not like the, a lot of the rest of the field was taking the week off. And, you know, to win, uh, had a lead, lost it, got it back, went to a playoff and won it. I mean, it's really impressive. Yeah. Well, and it was Michelle Wee's tournament, right? Yeah. So I yeah, got she's to imagine oh, Michelle Wee too. was one of her heroes. Probably, I think she said she was, yeah. Yeah, so that, that puts pressure on. She had to win in a playoff. She had to make like a six-footer to get in the playoff. So sure. She, uh, and she obviously was given an exemption to get into the tournament in the first place. Yeah, I think maybe, yeah, I don't know maybe how win that, in the NCAA, but I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah so, sure. I mean. But, but it was kind of cool, too, because they had an uh, AJGA connection. Yeah there, was, yeah, there was eight or ten AJGA kids in the field as so well. So they were the one bum-rushing her after she won. It's it was fantastic. all her, like, kind of – amateur crew which was pretty cool it's amazing so the question i guess becomes uh how big a star can she be 
how much dominance on the LPGA Tour is needed for her to sort of break out. You mentioned this was Michelle Wee's tournament. You know, Michelle Wee got so much hype because of her failed attempts to play on the men's tour and the men's events. But she didn't accomplish as much as Rose Zhang has no. already accomplished. You know, shouldn't we be honoring, shouldn't we be focusing on people who actually win? That was my big complaint about yeah. Wee. I mean, nothing personal against her. I just hated the hype. It was absent any actual accomplishments. Yeah, because of her management. Yeah, and, and the hype okay. was about her she length, too. She hit it as long as some of the men She was did. six feet tall. Kind yeah. of. But we do have Lyd- hit like Lydia Ko was not that long ago, kind of came yeah. out in the same type of way, right? She was uh, dominant from early on. Very dominant early. Yeah. Didn't win her first one, obviously, otherwise it wouldn't have been since. Then a couple of them quit, you know, because they just were yeah. like, you know, I'm, I'm a great player, but this is hard. Yeah. And, and, and I'd like not, to raise yeah. a family or right. whatever. Do I mean, something. it's, it's yeah. that dichotomy. The big thing is that women's golf LPGA Tour needs an American to force this thing forward because uh, – uh, you know, we, we tend to root in the United States for the Americans to win. And so we need someone who is going to compete at a high level, who's right. an American to push this forward for sponsorships and things like that. This is going to be an interesting time because there are a lot of there's a lot of investment in female sports right now. And we it's grown in golf. I don't think it's certainly grown as far as it's going to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Uh, it'd be interesting to see where this can go if she can be dominant because I, you know, I think she is, you know, all American girl kind of person that could really, you know, be the face of the tour, be the crossover star that yeah, the tour they, they could really it. use. They need it. And there was a little bit of rumors on Liv doing some women's stuff. Right? I was going to say now how that—that's the big question: is can the LPGA now somehow get some funding from this new PIF slash tour venture given? the very retrograde societal stance of the Saudis when it comes to women. I am. That's a hard one. I am shocked and disappointed, frankly, that they weren't included in this deal. Well, wait a minute. It's We're talking Saudi where women still can't drive and can't do a lot of things men can't do. Like, that's that's the but, biggest but in, gap in their in, cultural divide. So it, it, it's a big reach, I think, John, to include them. You're probably right. But, but it, isn't it part of what they're trying to do is change that image, if that's what you, you think they're... I think they want to change the you know, image. You know be, I don't know if they want to walk the walk. You know what would no. be interesting yeah, to me right. is if somebody... Maybe it's one of the live guys, or maybe it's even the, some of the regular tour guys now that have have the money and, are, and know they're going to be making more money, is if they say, you know what, just to... Whether it's PR move or just because of their genuine feelings, I'm going to take some of this money I have, and I'm going to support personally this tour because i'm getting this money from what i might feel is a dirty source but in order to make myself feel better kind of like what we heard from varner when he went over there like i've got a foundation and all this stuff well maybe one of them could pull a justin rose right justin rose supports some of those european ladies tour events maybe one of those guys would do it in uh and help out the LPGA. But it shouldn't be upon them. It should be on big corporations. No, but but it might be a good move for them. Yes, yeah, good PR move, yeah. But you're right. Rose could be the face that kind of instigates that again because we've kind of lost that a little bit, I think, on the LPGA. Yeah. Um, Certainly from the U.S. side. All right, we got two minutes apiece. Round the horn. Here we go. Boom. What do we got? I got to start with Denny McCarthy. Uh, You know, just... Uh, those of us who root for local golf, I mean, another local golf guy like Mikey Brennan and, um, you know, two-shot lead with two holes to play. The birdie. Tacoma Park kid yep. from Tacoma Park, Maryland, played yep. golf in college at? 
Argyle. Well, UVA. UVA but he played, but at Argyle, played at Argyle, one of the great junior programs. Bob Dolan was his instructor early, uh, and he's had some other people lately. Great putter, obviously. I think he's he leads the tour in, in strokes gained, all I the believe. putting stats. Yeah, yeah. In all the putting stats. But yeah, in the birdie that Hovland made on 17, he was the only guy to birdie 17 the whole day. Just ruined it. You know, I mean, it was like a 25 footer that broke. Three yeah. feet, the guy makes it. So now he's down one, and and uh, and Denny's got to play eighteen and par it, and, and wasn't able to, and then lost the playoff. But you know, and Denny is a big supporter of local junior golf. We, we have an event called the Denny McCarthy at Argyle every year, a two day event for juniors. Uh, so you know, there are a lot of people in this area rooting for him, and we're still happy for him because I think it was no, a breakthrough, second place. He's top. 30 now on, on, the, on the... But still looking Cup. for his first win. Still looking for his Sorry. first win. That would have been a sweet one. It'll happen. To win, to win Jack's tournament. Buddy, what are some of the best hot sellers for Father's Day here at Golfdom? So, you know, remember guest season right now. Yeah. So we were getting a lot of guys coming in and buying uh, team team gear. Yeah. Oh, so, that's right. Uh, yeah. The team so outfit. We, get a little we need a double XL and a medium. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. right. So, that's right. <laughs> we got that. Um, so for Father's Day, you know, it's tough to give a fitting for, for clubs. We'll, we'll sell a lot of clubs where the father will come back in later and get fit and make sure we got the right product for him and uh, go from there. So big, okay. big, big week for us. Mr. I just want to say happy Father's Day to all those that are out there. And if you can grab a, a round with your kids, um, you know, golf is a great time to spend with your children. And uh, four hours or two and a half hours or whatever it may be is something that's uh, pretty precious in this world with our kids. So happy Father's Day and enjoy it in a golf way. Yeah. Very nice. To everybody except for Ty Tryon's dad. He used to make him run a mile for every bogey he made. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that other guy who's on tour that murdered him mentally. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember his O'Hare. name. O'Hare. O'Hare. Sean O'Hare. No, no, it yeah. was not Ty Tryon's dad. It was Sean O'Hare's yeah. dad. Yeah. Holy no smokes. Boy. All right, boys. Great run today. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for listening. And we appreciate the show being aired on WJFK Saturday mornings at 7 a.m. Catch it on the Red Circle platform wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like the gang to visit your home course, send your inquiries to zabe at yahoo.com. That's C-Z-A-B-E at yahoo.com. And for free swag, we're all in extra large. So, yeah, thanks for the shirts. <laughs>